This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast, episode number 32. In this episode, I'm going to be continuing a discussion I had with the senior group fitness instructor in my family, Amy McGowan, where we were talking, actually we're sitting in the airport on our way home from Jamaica, and the discussion we're having as far as what was your motivation to start teaching, and is your motivation for continuing teaching different than what it was then? Uh, Amy, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Thank you, John. But before I get to Amy, I got a few updates I'd like to throw out there. First of all, our indoor cycle instructor panel that we're doing with Numetrics heart rate monitoring clothing is running right along, and all of our instructors have their sports bras and clip-on transmitters, and we should have uh, some feedback for you near the end of February. Next, I just completed an interview with Suzette O'Byrne from Kaiser Corporation. And if you remember, Suzette was on back on podcast number 19, I believe it was. Well, she's going to give us some more information about their home correspondence certification course that they introduced here about a month ago. And also, we're going to talk about the introduction of their new M5 elliptical trainer, which, if you haven't seen one yet, is very cool. And... Suzette and I also talk about how you're going to use this M5 trainer in what they call a fusion class, where you could have these ellipticals and indoor bikes taking the same class at the same time. And you can look for that to be posted on the weekend of February 14th. If you're an iPhone user, you may be aware of a new app, that actually two new apps that are available from ITMP. They are the iSpinning and iNewLeaf apps where you can take your iPhone or iPod Touch and literally turn it into a cycling computer. And I know you're dependent on the Indoor Cycle Instructor podcast to bring you kind of the lowdown on all these things. And have no fear, uh, we've been in contact with ITMP and their people are sending us some kind of early versions of the software and the new SM HeartLink hardware that ties everything together. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. We'll have a product review on that going forward. And you can look forward to that. I'm going to guess we're going to have that completed early March. Okay, now back to you, Amy. After a week in Jamaica, you kind of slow down and you start really thinking through things. And we were having a conversation why did you start, and, I, and you didn't even start teaching indoor cycling first, you started as a group fitness instructor. What was your motivation uh, early on that caused you to do that? Oh, John, that was a long time ago. Um, Abby had just been born. She's our oldest daughter, and she just turned 18, so it was 17 years ago. And I just have always enjoyed a challenge, and I was still working part-time in my field in sales, And I remember being at the club or the gym thinking, I'd like to do that. Okay, so, you know, the thing that we were talking about was, you know, there are multiple reasons people do things. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation actually earlier this week with Dr. Haley Perlis, the sports psychologist. And 
she got quite clinical on me, but Mm -hmm. said, really, there are two reasons people do things. Intrinsically, meaning it's something inside you, Mm -hmm. and extrinsically, meaning that there's some motivation external from you, and it can be being paid or the admiration of other people. Kind of explain where where you saw yourself on, on those two ends as far as why you started. Okay, I think it was more essentially early on intrinsic. It was a challenge. Being a mom and still working outside the home, I think I just wanted that internal challenge of using some of my people skills and some of the, the music skills and music skills and people skills that I hadn't been using for a while, I think was really sort of the motivation initially. All right, so now contrast that with why you continue to teach. Yeah, they've changed. it's changed significantly now, 17 years later. Now it is, as you and I had talked, it's an accountability thing, I think, number one for me now. I love the accountability. People look to me to have information for them, to stay cutting edge, and also to be an example. So even, you know, when you and I are at the grocery store, you know, people look in our cart and they want to see what's in there. And <laughs> exactly. There may be yeah. the occasional pack of Oreos in there. I'm not going to lie about that or M&Ms. But the accountability is huge. Also, the other thing you and I talked about, it it is important for me to teach because, number one, it keeps me accountable, but number two, it keeps me on on top of my game, personally and professionally. So you, the connectedness. Yes, to the the connectedness to the industry and the connectedness to my peeps, to our people. To your peeps. To our peeps. Okay. <laughs> and and if you're listening to this, the reason why we're having this discussion is because it's and it's of great interest to me as to why you began teaching and why you continue to teach. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to kind of voice your opinion. Give me that feedback here when we get to the end of this. And so, John, I guess I'd like to turn this around and ask you, why did you start teaching? You know, and I've told this story before, uh, how there was the day that you came running home saying, John, John, there's a group fitness class that you can participate in. You don't have to dance. <laughs> right. right. I, I've not been afraid of telling people that my feet and hands don't move separately in any coordinated motion. Uh, but when you came back talking about indoor cycling and spinning and all that, and you know, and I was doing a little bike racing at the time and those type of things. So yeah, that was motivating. But I started for two reasons. First, and I know this was a kind of a point of contention between us, is where I was a member and you taught, there were no male instructors. And so I thought, well, there's no reason I can't get in here and do this. I do believe you said, I need to do this. <laughs> right. Well, maybe I needed to do it. <laughs> and then, uh, but, but the other part of it was, it was a competitiveness that existed, obviously, between us. You know, we're both quite A-type driven. Firstborn First, A-type. Yes. But also, there was another instructor there that I was competing with on a regular basis, Mary Perlick who was an excellent instructor there as well. But Mary also was a bike racer, and we were competing uh, on two different teams and a number of uh, duathlons, and uh, we were quite equally matched. And so it was from that. But the difficulty was day job, everything else, going out, getting your certification, all that, the troubles early on. And you presented me with an opportunity 
Amy had been hired to start an indoor cycling program at a very upscale bike shop that we have here nearby us. Actually, you hired me as your first instructor. I did. Certification, those kind of things came afterwards. But so those were my initial motivations. But now, well, it's been eight years. My motivation is kind of exactly what you're saying. It's that accountability thing. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, forcing myself, committing to Mm -hmm. early morning classes so that I have to drag myself out of bed to do so Mm -hmm. because it's just so early to roll over. And there are so many different things in my life that tend to drag you in so many different directions. Vanity, I guess, would be the other issue. You know, is that if I'm going to be the instructor, I need to look like an instructor. Mm -hmm. And which has been very good for me just to, you know, force me to eat properly and do everything else. And yes, I know people look at us and say, you know, when, when we've been seeing the same people, and I imagine you too, uh, you've been seeing the same people in your club for years and years, and they do look up to you, and they do look to you for better information. You know, my exposure to metabolic testing here a year ago has really helped me personally, and yet it also helped me to communicate, uh, you know, the value to the, the, the people in my class. Okay, so is that going to change going forward for you? The reasons I teach? Continue to teach, right. Yeah, and, and also um, another reason I'm teaching now is, and I'm sure you guys have found this, our listeners out there, there's a lot of nonsense and, a, and a, really a lot of nonsense going on in some of the classrooms. And so I really feel almost a responsibility, or not even almost, a true responsibility to teach now with knowing what we know about metabolic testing and, and where we need to be training. And I, I really like, John, what you say in classes. Are we here to exercise or are we here to train? And you guys all know out there, too, um, we don't have a lot of extra time. With the economy the way it is, we're working harder to keep our income where it is and, and everybody is. And so when we're there, it needs to be meaningful and our training time is valuable. So are we here to exercise or are we here to train? And to go in and do a lot of nonsense exercising just doesn't make much sense. So I feel a responsibility to go in and, and to train seriously and with meaning and purpose and we have that to offer. We know what we're doing. Uh, it makes sense. And so part of that is, is a responsibility. If we have it in us and we have the knowledge and the skills to present to our people, here's how to train rather than just exercise. Here's how to use your time responsibly. I feel that we have that responsibility to do that. Here's your chance. Rather than send me an email or comment at the blog post for this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I would too, guys. And we're going to play your responses back on a future episode. A couple of options. If you are a Skype user, or maybe if you are outside the United States, uh, you can Skype me and leave a message. My Skype ID, John, J-O-H-N, dot, MacGowan, M-A-C-G-O-W-A-N, and then one, and leave your comment, or... If you're local and you want to call on a telephone, our listener line is area code 952-388-0661. And if you just leave your name, it can be just your first name, uh, where you are, maybe what club you teach at, and then just give me just a little understanding of why you started and why you continue uh, to teach indoor cycling. Why don't we give them a list, like some other reasons? 
Well, that's a good idea. If you look at the blog post of this, I'm going to give you kind of the list that we put together. You can find that at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. And if you have any other comments or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, I'm John McGowan. And I'm Amy McGowan. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Thank you.